0: Hello friends, welcome to the shed. How are you? I'm still pretty sick, but that's okay. We're going to do the show anyway, because we must. And today we need to fix the box. Now this is the computer that the shed lives on. No, it is not a Dell SPX 2,400. <laughs> this is a case that I salvaged and reused, just kind of as a joke. Uh, this is in, if you don't know, this is like a 15-year-old case from the early, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, this was like a Pentium 4 Dell computer back in the day and, um, was a complete piece of crap. And I've gutted it and installed my own stuff, um, but this is where the show lives and dies apparently it needs some it needs some repairs and uh we'll talk about what's in here in a minute but the step one of any pc repair and in fact the most commonly uh needed pc maintenance is cleaning out the crud your pc is really like an air pump it typically has vents in the front and fans in the back and it sucks cool air through the machine There's fans on top of the processor and fans in your video card that pull dirt. And so what collects inside of here is all the hair and dust and anything that's circulating in the air of your house. So it really does need clean. And mine in particular, this this box lives underneath my desk uh, near the floor. So it sucks up a lot of dog hair and I have to clean this out at least twice a year. Um, I could probably do it every quarter or maybe even every month if I really wanted to but I never remember to until it's too late usually as today we're going to fix it but step one is to remove the dirt and this is a disgusting process so I'm going to take it out in the driveway and use my air compressor to blow it out and show you what lives in a PC case Okay, all clean. So now that that's done, we can actually get to the why I need to fix this machine. When I built this, that was about five years ago. And at that time, the components that I used were not top of the line. They were still... you know, budget friendly components. So here we are five years later. Um, The majority of the components that I used are still very good quality. I have an AMD, I wanna say an Athlon, or I'm not sure which chip's in here. It's a Tri-Core, which, let's not worry about that. Uh, It's got eight gigs of um, DDR3 memory. I don't know what speed it is. It's not really that important. Uh, But the things that I really skimped on were the graphics card and the power supply. Now, I've already had to replace the power supply once, and this is a unit that I just took out of an old machine at work. It's severely underpowered, and the machine suffers because of it. If you're building your own computer, it's really simple. There's nothing to be scared of inside this case. But, two crucial things you have to be aware of. You have to make sure that the motherboard you buy fits your case, fits the... Um... CPU that you're going to put in it and also will have enough slots for your accessories. The second thing you have to be aware of is the wattage of your power supply. If your power supply is weak, it's going to underdrive everything and your computer is going to perform like crap. So you have to have a significant wattage. Most uh, like this is a Dell, an old Dell, uh, most... Consumer built PCs are gonna have like a 450 watt power supply, which is fine for doing normal stuff But once you put a graphics card in here that needs power If you're under driving the graphics card because it can't get enough juice, it's going to hurt it So inside the case you simply have a power supply. This simply takes uh, your input from your wall and turns it into voltages that the computer can use 12, 24, or 5 volts You have a CPU that's underneath of this fan, this cooling fan, and this large cooling fan back here helps cool it by sucking air through. You have what's called the North Bridge, that's this guy. I'm not going to touch it because this was just on, and North Bridges typically get really, really hot. This is actually on the board, you can't change this. This is my graphics card that I added. This actually has a fairly decent graphics card built in, but I wanted dual monitors, so I have this guy. This is a wireless card if you want your computer to be wireless. You have memory. This is RAM sticks, a couple of CD drives, and this is a um, card reader that I added, and then hard drives. I've got one hard drive right here. This case is called an ATX case. They've been using this style of case since the mid-90s, I think, a very long time we've been using this same style of case. So any motherboard that you buy will basically plug into here, and most cases that you buy are that way unless you buy one of those slim lines or some weird proprietary case that only a particular motherboard will fit. An ATX case, ATX power supply, ATX motherboard, they all fit and they have for 20 years, 30 years. What's happened to this guy? The video card has been going bad since the day I put it in. This is just like a $30 video card. It was not expensive at all. And I seriously just wanted it for dual monitors. So we're going to, Pop this bad boy out. We're gonna put in uh, a new video card, and we're gonna put in a new power supply to help power the new video card. And for that, I went to my favorite hardware vendor, Newegg. Uh, one nice thing about Newegg, if you're not, if you've never built a PC, is They kind of help you make sure that what you're buying is compatible. If you pay attention, say you want to buy a motherboard, it'll tell you what chip fits in that motherboard. So what I've got is a MSI GT 730. This is like a two or three year old video card now. This is already outdated, but again, for what I do, I don't need to worry about the latest and the greatest. I also got a 650 watt Roswell uh, power supply. That's actually a little overpowered for this, but it's always better to have more than less. So, to change this video card, all we really need is a Phillips screwdriver. And in fact, a Phillips screwdriver is really all you need to work on a PC in the first place. Now, there are electronics classes that'll tell you that you should wear a um, static strap and all sorts of other gadgetry to keep you from electrocuting the components. I've never worn a static strap in my life, and I'm sure to zero components, so take that what you will. Uh, I'm gonna use my phone here to show you a little bit about what's going on in here. I just took out this screw, which is the top of the video card, and down here there is a little tiny clip that you have to unclip in order to get this video card out of here and it's just gonna slide out like such. Now the fan went bad in this video card. That's what caused it to fry and you can still see quite a bit of dirt. I didn't spend much time blowing this out simply because I knew I was gonna replace it. With that out of the way, you can see I have, this is a PCI X16 slot. This is the current uh, video slot. If I wanted to have dual video card setups, I would have to have a second slot, so I don't. These are just regular old PCI slots, so this board will only take one video card, which is, again, it's not a big deal. Uh, I bought this card because, ooh, allergies. (coughs) I'm still sick, by the way. I bought this card because it has a D-sub. You're gonna have to pay attention to that if you're upgrading a video card. You need to know what types of connectors that you have. So this board happens to have uh, digital, okay, uh, I believe this is HDMI over here, yep, so we've got DVI, we've got, uh, D-Sub, and we have HDMI. And that's going to plug right back in to where the other one was. Now, one thing to note, this card is double thickness. So the old card fit into one slot here. This card is twice as thick, so I'll have to remove this little bar that's blocking that, that hole. No big deal. Putting it back in is the reverse of what we just did. We're going to slide it in here. You're going to see that these two little feet down here are slightly bent. That does not mean they go on the outside of the case. You want those to slip, see if I can show it to you, right down on the inside of the metal case between the, this little slot here between the motherboard and the metal of the case. It just provides a little bit of tension to help keep the card seated. And we want to make sure we have the pins lined up, which we do, and we're just going to push down. And it should kind of click into place. I'm going to need two hands. There we go. New video card. It's literally that easy. All the components in this case are just like that. Pretty much one Screw or two screws whatever it might be pull it out put it back in you're good So now I have a new video card just like that Um, When I first fire up the machine, I might see uh, It might need to install some drivers so it might go goofy for a minute next thing We want to change is the power supply that usually has four screws uh, And I did put them all back so we need to remove these four screws One method that you can use uh, if you are afraid, like changing RAM specifically about about uh, electrically shocking the thing with static electricity is number one, don't drag your feet. Stop being a sloth. Uh, Number two is to ground yourself to the case just by touching the case. Discharge any static that's in your body by touching the case. Four screws, power support comes out. Now, this is easy in my case simply because none of my hard drives, or none of my, um, none of my CD-ROMs are hooked up. I haven't used a CD-ROM in years. But, I do have to remove this Dell fan to be able to get to my 4-pin. This plug provides power to the CPU. Done. There's usually only a few things that receive power from that power supply, so that's You really only have to pay attention to what's plugged in When you go to put the new power supply in you're just going to plug in the same places. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that. When you put this in, you want to make sure that the fan is pointed down, not up towards the case. Unfortunately, we're gonna lose this sticker. It's gonna go up towards the top of the case. But the whole point of that fan is airflow, and if you restrict airflow, then your PC is gonna have a bad day. Gotta neaten up the cables. Don't be a barbarian and leave this stuff just hanging loose in here. Nobody will ever know but you. But you'll know that it looks terrible. Okay, that's that. Things to be cognizant of when you're doing this is, for one, you never want your cables to come in contact with either of your fans. It's very easy for them to just kind of sag and hang, so you want to make sure that they are routed away from your fans. I'll leave mine something like that just dangling down there. I know it's hard to see. Number two, there's nothing to be afraid of in this case. All of this stuff just plugs right in to the slot that seems like it fits. This is an older processor which only requires one, uh, I don't remember what this is called, This little 4-pin connector, it's powered to the processor, and so you split that off and it plugs right in, so there's really nothing in here that should trip you up, and if it does, there's a manual, and once you've gone through the steps, you're done. Now, I have a whole bunch of leftover cables because I don't have my CDs hooked up, um, I don't have a floppy drive, there's really nothing in here that needs power, other than the largest connection on the motherboard, the and the hard drive, that's it. Uh, my new video card doesn't even need power, because it's not a very powerful video card. It is a decent video card, but nothing major, it'll it'll help with the video editing. But truthfully, there's nothing to be scared of in here, just go for it. So. That's all I have for today, Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. There's maybe something informative in this video. If you have any questions about upgrading your hardware or what goes on in the case that you want to know more about, please don't hesitate to ask me in the comments down below. Tomorrow's Fan Friday. If you have stuff that you want me to show on the show, please put it in the comments below. Uh, I might be able to do it tomorrow, but probably going to be for a future episode, we'll see. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for liking, commenting, and subscribing, and I'll see you tomorrow. Hey Doc, wait! I wanna ask you something! Hello beautiful women and handsome men, my name is Dunga, and welcome back to your random fact of the day on Chevy's channel. Now yesterday I ended with a little bit of trivia, asking you which one is older, Buckingham Palace or the White House. The answer is Buckingham Palace, because the first house on site of Buckingham Palace was already there in 1703. And fun fact, Buckingham Palace has 775 rooms. Thank you very much for watching and uh, I'll see you next time. Bye!